I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check It Inside. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I want to welcome you to another podcast. And today I'll be bringing words and teachings that will inspire you and change your life forever. Before we do so, I'd like us to pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we worship you. We adore you. We glorify you. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for all that you have done for us. Lord God, we dedicate ourselves to you as you bring your word to us. May it bless our hearts and uplift our spirits. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to Jesus. You know, I came across... um, a write-up somebody was trying to explain the gospel what the gospel is hallelujah and you know the Bible says and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached the gospel of the kingdom the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all nations of course before the end comes hallelujah but the question is what is the gospel what is the gospel hallelujah what is the gospel because there are so many message messages out there so many people are preaching so many people are saying things but what is the gospel what is the gospel And before I go on, I'd like to say this, that we should get to a point in our lives where the word of God is our final arbiter, like it's the final bus stop. Hallelujah. Let the word of God be the referee or the umpire of your life. The word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. You know, I'm going to show you a few things today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I'm very sure that by the time we are done today, your spirit will be uplifted. You'll be strengthened. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But before we go on, I want to show you that scripture. The book of... The book of Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23. I'm going to start from there. Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23. Sorry. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. 
Now I'm going to read it to you. It says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their kingdoms and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. He went about teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel. Hallelujah, the gospel. What is the gospel? Firstly, the word gospel is from the Greek word evangelion. That's what the word gospel means. And it actually means good tidings or good news. The gospel means good news. Hallelujah. Now the gospel that Jesus preached before he came, it was non-existent. Hallelujah. It was non-existent. Before Jesus came, the gospel that he preached was non-existent. In fact, if you remember the story when the wise men, um, the shepherds were out there in the field, when Jesus was born and the angels appeared, what did they say? They say, glad tidings of great joy we bring unto you this day in the city of David is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. That was the good news. Hallelujah. That was the good news. Why was it a good news? Because before then, anyone that sinned died on account of their sins. They died. But now the one who was to come to take away the sins of the world was born. Hallelujah. Remember what John the Baptist said about him. He said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. The Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Before, before Jesus came, it was by works. But even then, nobody was saved. It was purely by works. And the Bible says, The soul that sinneth shall die. That was it. If you sinned, your portion was death. You were rewarded according to your actions straight. Hallelujah. But when Jesus came, he paid the ultimate price. He laid down his life, putting a permanent end to the issue of sin. Hallelujah. That's what he came to do. That's why it's called good news. Hallelujah. That's why he came. That's what he preached. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. If you go to the book of Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. And I'm reading from verse... Hmm. From verse 18, it says, And Jesus, this was after his resurrection, just before his ascension. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. In earth. 
Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. What message did he send them to teach and to preach? The same message he preached. That he had come to this world to die for the sins of mankind. That now salvation was no longer based on works, but on believing in the Son of God. That's all. That is all. The Bible says, as many as he came to his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to be the called to become the sons of God. He gave them power to become sons of God. All you need is not by your works, but simply by believing in him. That's all. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9, verse 10, it says, if you believe with your heart, the Lord Jesus, and confess with your mouth that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Hallelujah. That's all. It's got nothing to do with sin now. Glory to God. It's got absolutely nothing to do with sin. I've met a number of people in my years as a Christian who they know that they are not living the good life. They know that what they are doing is wrong, but they can't help it. I met a young guy some years ago, and this guy told me, he said he would have loved to be a Christian, but he has committed too many sins. He has done too many wrong things. And he doesn't know if God can even forgive him because he has done too many wrong things. Hallelujah. And then somebody else told me, um... Right now, I'm, there are certain things I'm doing right now. So I, I cannot be a Christian now. But when I'm able to, when, I, when I'm done with these habits and these things, then I will come to Jesus. But guess what? Jesus doesn't care about those things that you do. He cares about your soul. If you could help yourself, he wouldn't have needed to come. Have you ever thought about that? If you could help yourself, if you could deal with your sin and you could do everything by yourself, he wouldn't have needed to come. Why did he come? Because you couldn't help yourself. We were helpless. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We were absolutely helpless. We couldn't help ourselves. And first of all, it wasn't your fault. David said, in sin did my mother conceive me. We were all born into this world in sin because of the transgressions of Adam. But even then, Adam was not at fault because there was a tempter. Hallelujah. There was a tempter. So all that is happening in the world today, the issue of sin is because of the devil. God understands that. That's why he made a salvation plan. Because he knows that it's not your fault. I mean, you were born to discover that you were in sin. Before you knew yourself, you started telling lies. 
When you took a cookie or you took something that was not given to you, they asked you who took it, you said it was not you. You didn't even know, but you naturally told lies because it was your nature as you began to know yourself because that's how you were born. And God knows it's not your fault. If only he, if only you knew the things, the battles that people fight in this world, you will not blame yourself. Hallelujah. So God knew and he made a plan. He knew what was going to happen. He knew what could happen. It didn't have to happen that way, but he knew what could happen. And so he made a plan of salvation by reserving his only begotten son, Jesus Christ the righteous, to come and die for our sins and pay the full price for the issue of sin. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And when he came, he went around. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He went about living the God life, healing the oppressed or the sick, delivering the oppressed. Blessing people and doing good. Live the perfect life, a completely sinless and spotless life. His blood was pure. And then what happened? Died as a sacrifice for mankind. Glory to God. Completely paying the price, the full price. I tell you what, and this is true, you better believe it. Nobody goes to hell because of sin today. Nobody. Nobody goes to hell because of sin. People go to hell because they did not accept the finished work of salvation. That's why they go to hell. Because they didn't accept the finished work of salvation. That's why they go to hell. And nobody goes to hell, to heaven, because of their personal righteousness. Because the Bible says the righteousness of man is as filthy rags before God. The more on your own you try to be righteous and good, the more irritating you are to God. It irritates God. The more you try to make it on your own. He said, I am the vine and you, you are the branches. Without me, you cannot do anything. So what qualifies us is complete and absolute reliance on him. That's what helps us. He said, by grace are you saved through faith. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Open your Bibles to the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. I want you to see this. It says, for by grace are you saved. If you are going to make it to heaven, it's not going to be by your good works. It's going to be by grace. It's not because you 
prayed for 10 hours every day. It's not because you fasted for one year. It is by grace that we are saved through faith. And that not of ourselves, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It is the gift. Salvation is a gift. Making it to heaven is a gift. Do you understand this? Let me ask you a simple question. Now, if you were employed in a certain company and you worked, you worked hard, you followed your job description and you worked hard throughout the month or the week, and then at the end of the week or at the end of the month, you were, you were given money, that money that you gave to you, was it a gift? Was it a gift? No, it wasn't. You worked for it. It was not a gift. Hallelujah. You worked. It is your money. In fact, if after you've worked and they don't pay you, you have a right to, 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 to sue whoever. Because it's your money. You worked for it. The Bible says the laborer is worthy of his wages. It is called wages. It's not a gift. The boss cannot tell you, oh, I'm just having mercy on you. Otherwise, I won't pay you. No, he has to pay you. Hallelujah. He has to pay you. But if you are just on your own and then somebody pulls over, maybe you're on the street or something, somebody pulls over and sees you, okay, you're homeless or something. And then he gives you a card, his card. Say, come to my company, Susan Sode. I want to help you. I just like I want to help you. And then you go to his office and he takes out a check and he gives you a million dollars. That's a gift. You didn't work for it. It's a gift. You did nothing for it. Hallelujah. It's a gift. You didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to do anything. If it's a gift, you had no effort. You had no part to play in it. See, God wants his people to understand this. And I'll show you why very soon. Hallelujah. God wants his people to understand this. That this thing about salvation, it's a gift. If it's a gift, you have no part to play. The only thing you need to do, he says, by faith, which means you need to trust and believe him. That's all. Hallelujah. That's all. I want us to go to the book of Galatians chapter 3. Thank you, Jesus. The book of Galatians chapter 3, and I'm reading from verse 1. Now it says, Oh, foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you? Ah! <laughs> who have bewitched you? That you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth crucified among you. This only would I learn of you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law 
all by the hearing of faith. The Holy Ghost you received and the tongues that you speak in today, did you receive him through the obedience of the works of the law? That's what he's saying. Paul is very hard here. He uses very strong words. Verse 3. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? You started out in the spirit. You started serving God in the spirit. You started out right in the spirit. Now why do you want to end in the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? If it be yet in vain. He therefore that ministereth to you the spirit and worketh miracles among you. Doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Is it by the works of the law? Because you think is if you prayed for 10 hours every day. That's when the, the, the power of God. Let me tell you, it's called the gift of the spirit. These are gifts. It's a gift. Not because there's anything special about you. I heard a certain minister say this, that um, for you to work in the power of God, you have to pay the price. You have to pay the price. And by so saying, he meant you'd have to go sometimes to spend 10 days somewhere or 40 days somewhere fasting and doing all that stuff for you to get the anointing. That's what they mean by the price. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? There is absolutely no price to pay. I've said this time and time again. There is no price to pay. It's a gift. It's a gift. Listen, if I didn't walk in the power of God, somebody would say, um, maybe he is envious or something. No. Oh, by the grace of God, those of you that know me, I walk in the power of God, in the healing power of God, in deliverance, in the prophetic, and you name it. I work in the power of God. But I've learned something. Oh, glory to God. I've learned something in my 22 years working with God. I have learned. The times in my life when I'm weakest, that's when the power of God is strongest. This is something I've come to discover. When I am weakest, that's when the power of God is strongest. That's why Paul said, you know, he said it, it, because of the multitude of revelations that were given to him, a servant of Satan was sent to buffet him, to punch him. This happens to every minister. From time to time, a servant of Satan will be sent to buffet them. And Paul said, I cried to the Lord three times to take it away. And God said, no. My strength is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace, my grace, my grace. Oh, I've had times when I was so weak, I couldn't even pray, even as a man of God. But then at such times, the power of God came so strong, stronger than ever before. At the weakest times. And I understood the message. The Spirit of God was telling me, by grace, are you saved? Through faith. It is the gift of God. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. If it is because you fasted for 21 days, that's why the power came on you. You can boast about that. 
But when you know you didn't fast, when you know you didn't pray as you ought to pray, but then the power of God still worked on you, you will humble yourself, get down on your knees, and you say, Father, all these miracles I saw today, it was your grace. You know that I did not fast. You know I didn't pray. Yet your power, your anointing was strong. Thank you, Lord. And this is what I do every time. Every time I stand out and the, 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 the power of God comes so strong while I'm ministering, I know it is by grace. So by the time I'm done, I always go back and say, thank you, Lord. It's by grace. It's by grace, not of works. It's by grace. Hallelujah. It's by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Not of works. Why are we so carried away with that Old Testament mentality? Because it didn't even save them. Oh, I want you to look. Galatians. Hmm. The same chapter 3. Verse. Six, look at it. It says, even as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. All he needed to do was to believe God. That was the day when God called him out and showed him the, the stars in the sky and showed him the stars and told him to count them. And he began to count and count until he lost count. And God spoke to him and said, so shall thy seed be. At that moment, the Bible says, Abraham believed God. He believed. He believed. He believed God. And the Bible says it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Then he says, know ye not therefore that they which are of faith, the same are children of Abraham. What makes you a child of Abraham and a partaker of the Abrahamic blessing is if you're a child of God by faith, not by the works of the law. Hallelujah. I want you to go to verse, verse, <laughs> verse 10. This is why you must, you must come out from that lifestyle of trying to use works and understand that it's by grace. Look at verse 10. I want you to look in your Bible. Look at it. It says, for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. Do you, this is what takes people to hell. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you want to use the works of the law, when you want to use good deeds, there is a curse. He says, as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. What is he saying here? He's saying that if you, if you read in the Bible from the book of Leviticus, the book of Leviticus, the book of Numbers, the book of Deuteronomy, you will see hundreds of laws. I mean, there are hundreds. 
So many laws. You know, some people think it's just the Ten Commandments. No, it's more than that. There are hundreds of laws. And these laws, you, it, they are impossible to keep. You cannot keep all of them. It's impossible, absolutely impossible to fulfill all the, all the works of the law. It's impossible. Hallelujah. So he's saying that if you obey some and you don't obey some, you are under a curse. Do you know in the law there is a hairstyle that the male they are supposed to have in Israel? There's a way they are supposed to keep their hair. There are some kind of clothing that you are supposed to wear. Even the fabric of your clothes matter. Praise the Lord. As a woman, under the law, if you if you're at that time of the month, you can't even go to the temple, you can't even go to the house of God. There are so many restrictions in the law. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So it says, as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. There's a curse. So everyone that was under the law was under a curse. Because the Bible says there is no righteous one, no, not one. Nobody could keep all the laws. Nobody could. But then if you go to verse 11, it says, but no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. Did you see that? It is evident for the just shall live by faith. It's not by the works of the law. So quit trying to use your actions to get approval from heaven. It is by grace. Does that mean we shouldn't pray? That's not what it means. We should pray. But when you are praying, don't do it as a, 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 a duty, like a, something that you are doing to, to, to buy something, to get something from God. No. Let it be out of your love. Let it be born out of your relationship with the Lord. If you are fasting, let it be out of your love for God. Not as a duty that if you don't do, God is going to punish you. God is going to get mad at you. That's not the God of the New Testament. That's not him. It is by grace that you are saved. And we got to be careful about these things. Somebody was talking about a vision he had one day. And then there were these people on the line waiting at heaven's gate. If they would go in. There was this guy who had lived. He had lived a very wild life. And, and he, he lived a crazy life. And then there was this other guy who had been in church all his life. And then they were both standing on that line. And then when the angel was attending to that guy. The guy who lived a crazy life. He welcomed him into heaven. And the other guy was shocked. When he eventually made it, he had to ask that guy, say, how did you make it? He said, it's by grace. It's by grace. Because before he passed away, he gave his heart to Christ. It's by grace. 
is by grace. Now, are good works important? Yes, they are important. Why? Because when we are in heaven, the Bible says we're going to be rewarded according to our deeds. So there's going to be like an award ceremony where people are going to be rewarded for their, their deeds on earth. So if you want many souls, you'll be rewarded based on that. But that is when you have already made it to heaven. Hallelujah. So the things that you did, they are like spiritual investments that you will be rewarded when you get to heaven. But when it comes to salvation and making it into heaven, it is by grace. It is completely by grace. Hallelujah. By grace. So every day when you pray to God, thank him for his grace and his mercy. Thank him. And always remember, tell him, say, Lord, I understand. It is by your grace. It's not by my works. It's not because I'm the one who prays the most. It's not because I'm the one who fasts the most. It's your grace. Hallelujah. This is so important. And this message could mean the difference between heaven and hell for some people. Because the truth is that the more you try to please God with your works, the more insignificant and incompetent you see yourself as because you can't do it all. Hallelujah. But when you just relax, you relax, you take off everything and say, Lord God, I depend on you. It's by your grace. Help me. When you do that, you will live a glorious life. What did he say? A final scripture. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. He says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. It's a throne of grace. It's not the throne of payment or reward. It's a throne of grace. Is God a rewarder? Yes. But when it comes to salvation and making it to heaven, it is grace. So he says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may do what? That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help time of need. Grace. I tell you the truth from time to time. We all will need that grace. From time to time, we all will need it. Glory to Jesus. We all will need that grace. So he says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help time of need. Hallelujah. From today, quit trying to use your good works to please God. Let it be by faith because it's by grace. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word that you brought to us. Thank you because the entrance of your word has brought light. Now we know that the work of salvation is completely and absolutely by grace. And so Lord, from today, 
We quit trying to use our good works to please you. But we depend on your grace. For your word says the just shall live by faith. We are those that you have justified. And from today we declare that we live by faith. Trusting you with our salvation. Thank you Father. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm sure you've, you've been blessed by that message. Hallelujah. And I'm sure it's, it's going to take some of the tension away from you and that unworthiness that you feel from time to time before God. It will take it away. It is by grace. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I'm sure you were blessed. And I'm going to come to you again with more teachings words and teachings that will inspire you and change your life until i come to you again keep living in the atmosphere of god's word god's worship and god's miracles god bless you bye bye join the man of god pastor isaac samuel ii for further deeper analysis of the word of god and mind-blowing miracles during the check it church weekly services on Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.